welcome to Forever Canada, <laughs> <laughs> the podcast where we talk about uh, our favorite Star Wars books, and yes, we are recording, and also all the tropes and traps we've tripped over since the beginning of New Jedi Order Book 3, Dark Tide to Ruin by Michael A. Stackpole. Where we are this week, man, we're going to cover our penultimate episode of the chapters, which I love that word. Ever since I discovered what that meant, mm-hmm. second most, Ha-ha! doesn't that sound way cooler? <laughs> penultimate? Yeah. Yeah. Our second last or whatever. Anyways. Choking death on air and my own spit. And it's currently in the middle of my own throat. But this week we're going to cover chapters 29 through 32. Did I already say that? I don't think so. No. Of the, book title that i said before yes and in these chapters well we've been setting up for what's about to happen and we go stage one engage Mm -hmm. stage one of confrontation begins in these four chapters and i don't know if things are looking good based on the title yeah and based on the observations i've made about stage one i'm worried but first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon. Oh yeah, that's right. Very small rating. Not at all prepared for this. Jason renounces urgent understanding. Jaina is a Jedi gone rogue. Shy is saddened by tree disapproval. Leanne has a true master. Sounds like a southern lady. Leanne Mara wants a baby Mirax wants a bone and Chalco wants a Jedi friend Shadow Shai delivers a masterpiece of Senator Elagos a claw to finish off last week where I'm going to say it again he decorated that man's skeleton with gems and gem dust and gold and silver medals and gems and sent him as a artistic present. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to die probably, right? When he when he went on that mission, he said that, right? Yep. Yeah, he was like, uh, ah, worst case scenario, if I die, then learning that there's no hope in bargaining with this faction is uh success enough and whatever whatever suffering i happen to save along the way well i don't think he saved himself any suffering no no he did he definitely did not got a little bit too close to the named bad guy but we'll get there named bad guy will be here soon first let's start our week with chapter 29 Crayfe, Pelion, Luke, and Corrin Horn. And then I realize why uh, Luke is the only person. I just say him just by first name. We all know Luke Skywalk. Mm-hmm. We all know. They're discussing the difficult upcoming battle, which holds very little hope for the New Republic. And the Empire, who's backing them up, right? The Imperial Remnant. It's not <clears throat> much hope. We're not probably not going to save the planet. Yep. But we're going to try to get as many people evacuated as possible with as many bar- 
Baffer trees, excuse me, not Barfor trees. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess that's what they did, isn't it? They yeah. barf their pollen up all over those Yushan Vong and spoiled them to death with their own armor. But we're going to get as many of these people and trees out of here as we can. And like, it'll take, might take 40 years, but like, we'll see them across the galaxy eventually. Actually, that part comes up later. But it's a hopeless battle. We're not going to beat the Yuzhan Vong here and like defeat them forever. Yeah, this is not going to be the definitive battle. No, that's not what's happening at all. We're just trying to survive here. Yep. That's laid out right away. Right away. At the at the planning of the battle. That's our plan. Try to survive. And then Core and Horn says, yeah. I had an idea, though. <laughs> but what if? What if I had those? Memory, like, was, like, sent us a message with a ship covered in coral and like deadly things and like only open to my blood and then it had that, that you know the senator in it that is described <laughs> remember that little thing remember that and he was like you killed my cousins and you stole my grandpa's bones <laughs> what if <laughs> you know what if i had those bones sent here uh remember the villain's grandpa what if <laughs> what if i just had his bones as bargaining bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those bones from on back in the last book. Because it's one guy writing two books, Tim. Yep. Yeah, there are connections that pay off, but the massive decre- Ooh. <laughs> decrepit discrepancy between the description... Oh, my God. No wonder why I died at the beginning of that sentence. I wasn't trying to say <laughs> decrepit. Decrepit. Oh, my God. <laughs> the discrepant the discrepancies discrepancy between the description of the villains in these two books written by the same guy mm-hmm. is what gives no weight to anything else that holds between the two books he's written completely different villains from from book one to book two yeah book two to book three <laughs> dark tide one dark tide two they didn't have any names before they didn't they weren't they didn't have any goals before they didn't have any cares Wishes, they had no autonomy, no authority. They had no uh, character. Yeah. And now they finally do. And some things are paying off, but it's like, man, well, you shoved Shadow Shy in the epilogue of the first book. He should have been there the whole time. It would have been way cooler. But anyways, remember those bones? I was like, called that science team. And I was like, let's get those bones. Because maybe with these bones, maybe we can have a truce. Which Luke Skywalker, you know, he doesn't like this plan. No. It's absolutely stupid at this point. But here is Corrin's plan. The plan is... Actually, we'll read the first part of the sentence I plan to skip. What I propose is this. I challenge the Vong leader to a duel. He wins, he gets the bones. I win, I get Ithor. To set it up, we have a truce. How long do you want? A week? Two? <laughs> like, what? What is this? What is this just ignorant assumption of, like, anything about these these villains, these aliens that we've been told time and time again we don't know enough about? Yeah. The duel I can see being yep. a thing that would happen. Which ties through the two books, but also through the beginning of this one. Yeah. Where they were, uh, what was that planet? <laughs> Garky, mm-hmm. they were installed on Garky, and he was like, "Not him. It wasn't Shadow Shy. It was one of his cousins." Yeah, I'll fight you. I'm the boss of Garky. 
ah, come and fight me. And then Ganorizo jumped in there. And then a uh, uh, little reptoid did. No. What are they called? Leia's body guardian guys. Oh, no grease. Thanks. One of those guys jumped in there. And anyways, the whole point is like uh, they didn't end up having the showdown. He didn't like honor his dual ability as a as a as a master of the other team. Yep. And so it's gonna come down to that. You know, that's gonna end up being unavoidable. You escaped the duel the first time, but it's coming for you anyways, whether you like it or not. Yeah. The the only thing about his whole plan that to me doesn't make sense. Like, okay, maybe he'll do the planet for the bones. Maybe he he'll definitely do the deal. Ridiculous what, trade. What he to assume that you're gonna have. What he won't do is say, yeah, go ahead, take two weeks to prepare. He'll be like, no, okay, let's go right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> how much time do you want? And I'm just gonna make this happen. Yeah. What the hell is wrong with Corn Horn right now? It's become so personal. He just assumes he can whatever he does is gonna win or something. Like this is this is foolish. And the assumptions are foolish. The decoration of the bones was a personal message to him. So like it was some... named to him. The message yeah. was, "Hey, Corin Horn, yeah. here's your friend that I strangled with my hands. You killed my cousins and left them to the rats. Give me my grandpa's bones or else." Yeah. Yeah. Signed Shadow Shy. <laughs> P.S. Reminder. To Corn Horn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but for some reason, he's like, I can just hear whatever I think is going to be right. I'm going to make this trade. How long do you want? One week or two weeks? What? Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to face him in a duel. And then obviously I'm going to win. Because if I don't, I have to give him the bones and the planet. Yeah. Because if I win, I get the planet. So if I lose, I don't get the planet. Wouldn't you want the trade to be like, hey, you get the bones and you leave this place alone yeah if you win that should this be the whole deal thing is a mess this yeah is a, this is a bit of a mess but that's his plan and luke doesn't like it it's not very jedi go out there and force the action and force the violence that's of the dark side and not only is it of the dark side it's also playing directly into the hands and the manifesto of kip Durin. is yeah. that the right name yeah. Not Kyle Katarn. Kip Dern. Yeah. <laughs> I always mix those two guys up. But it's exactly the kind of thing that he would do. Go take action without heed, without thought. Be the Try to be the hero in the public eye type of thing, right? And the only difference between the two is Kip would just go do it. Corin is actually men- mentioning it out loud to yeah, other people. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm telling the team <laughs> yeah. to plan for this because I think it's a good plan. Sure, it's not. No. But at least, yeah, at least he's communicating that. That is a big difference. But also, even though Luke's not happy with the plan, hey, oh well, because we need time. So we're going to definitely use this plan to buy some time. And Pelion and Crayfe, they're all like, they're not, they're definitely not with the plan. And Pelion even said, if he was on mine, he would be put in jail. He'd be absolutely court martialed. Yeah. But relieved of command, you would never ever even suggest this in the Empire because it's so insubordinate. Yeah. Now there's there's like we have no other But we need time. Yeah, That's it sucks. It. That's but what we it comes down time. to. And PS Luke thinks of Chewbacca for quote a second. Mm-hmm. End quote. <laughs> ah memories. 
It's wartime. He's got to shove that aside. I mean, it is. And and that's how everything's going to be excused as as sweeping everything under the rug. But like, yeah, that is going to be what it is. But so. So we're are we going to end up seeing Cornhorn do Levong after all? Hmm? Maybe. Maybe he'll do Levong just like he dueled Mara Jade Skywalker at the beginning of the book and led her into this entrapment sort of pretending to be overextended into a trap and then I defeat you like I said in chapter two or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, right there. Come on, that was so blatant and heavy handed and obvious that like, here's my metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, what, I don't know, what, why are they doing that? Mm-hmm. But anyways... That's this chapter. Mm-hmm. We might get Cornhorn dueling a Vong. Master? What, are, what is Shadow Shy? What is his rank? The, everybody calls him I mean, master. everybody calls everybody above them master, but what? I don't think we... I don't know. I haven't picked up on it or paid enough attention to it, but he is the highest raking... Raking? <laughs> he, he rakes it in. The highest paid <laughs> Yuzhong Vong that anybody would face off with name to name. Yeah. So far. By far. Yeah. Maybe that's what we're going to get. Chapter title? Vigilante Action. No, you did not. Pick up that paper. Pick up that paper and read the exact two <laughs> words that I also chose. Yeah, there it is. You stop it right now. No way. That finally happened. I knew it was going to happen eventually. There's a lot of words in every chapter, people. Uh, yep. You picked the same two that I picked. <laughs> That's how Pelion describes. I knew you were going to pick it when you focused on explaining about that part. That's how Pelion describes Cornhorn's uh, attitude and his plan. Yep. You would go to jail for this vigilante action, mm-hmm. essentially. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I can't. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe it only took us one book to do it, though. Haven't we been doing chapter titles since the last book? We have, but we didn't start doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, out of text. Out of text until this Right, right, right. Book? So we did narrow down the words to infinity, or from infinity, to text. Yeah. Vigilante action. Oh, you did it. <laughs> chapter don't, 30. Don't look at my other titles. Whew. 15 minutes on, on five sentences. <laughs> yep. <laughs> chapter 30. Jason is with Corin Horn and doesn't like his plan. Mm-hmm. He says Corin told him they all had to pull together in the same direction to accomplish their goal. So why, why is Corin Horn going off on his own right now? Jason calls it personal. He says it's the dark side. So yeah. on. Right. And Corin argues semantics with him. About it not being, because Jason says something about it, this is revenge. He's yeah. Like, it's not revenge, it's responsibility. I don't disagree with him though, right? Like he, that's what he tries to explain to Jason. He, Shadow Shy has made it my responsibility. He's personally challenged me. So, by extension, if I don't accept that challenge, anybody else he faces, that's my fault. Yeah. Because, you know, we're under the assumption I'm going to cut him down. <laughs> or at least, like, 
I would be the first in line, and then maybe everybody can gang up on him afterwards. Or yeah, something, over my corpse. Yeah, he says something <laughs> about if and if I happen to lose, then it's on you. He says to Jason. But I did think that was actually kind of hard to argue, and he made it a a, a good joke at the end there. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, well, hey, if I die, well, now it's your problem. So deal with it then. <laughs> yeah. Don't argue about my plan now. He did get called out by name over very, very personal business. Mm -hmm. And so what does happen if you don't answer that duel, that call? What happens if you don't answer that? Someone else is going to get killed in your stead. And then you'll be called out again. This guy died because of you. It's not going to stop. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's just going to become more fuel on the fire. Yeah. And you won't know... And Corn would be stuck if he didn't accept this. Would be stuck going, well, could I have stopped it? And then that's where you would go to the dark side. Then. Forever and ever. Yeah. Amen to the force. <laughs> yeah, like you'd be stuck in that loop forever. Almost like someone else who's dying of guilt of death. <laughs> but he tells Jason to wrap it all up. You're too young to understand, kid. And we three-star cut to... Borskfalia trying to take over the battle and the Rowl Roost. Mm-hmm. Straight up being a political dick. Yep. He says, what do you mean the Empire is in charge of this operation? Just like they knew he would say when they were having their pre-politician meeting, right? Yep. And came up with this plan. How dare the Empire be in charge of this? I demand that they not be. And so Admiral Trace Crayface says, well, let's go ahead and call Pelion. And and we can tell him this. And they do. No. He asks him, I guess, a hypothetical question, doesn't he? Admiral, what would happen if... Yeah. if If you were relieved of command? Well, simply the Empire would leave. Yep. We'd go back All to the remnant. All of us would be forced to leave by law. Hands in the air. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so uh, immediately shuts him down and suck on that one. Both Crefe and Old Gil threaten to straight up leave. Yeah. Crefe says he'd, he'd go to the unknown regions. He'd be like, I'm he gone. He said, I told you this before. You will not run this war. You will stay out of the military duty. And if you try and get involved, I'm going to take my entire military and leave. Yep. I'm going to go to the unknown regions and yeah, build up my resources, build up my forces, and come back and face the Yuzhan Vong on my own. And you will die a stupid idiot's death. Mm-hmm. You will not tell me what to do because you told me you wouldn't. And I'm not going to let you anyways. Mm-hmm. So, suck it. <laughs> and then, if, if you want to stick around... Great. Hilarious here. <laughs> Essentially what he tells him is shut your mouth and stay here as a shining example of the support of the new Republic mm-hmm. quietly. Yep. Like a wax figurine. Shut your mouth or go to your room. <laughs> yep. That's what he tells him. Yeah. And hope the, hope the explosions don't get through your particular bulkhead. Are we foreshadowing? <laughs> no. But it's very satisfying for the reader. Yeah. To have Borskfalia, this dude who's been rude to the princess of Star Wars mm-hmm. since the very first moment we met him in this story, he gets absolutely slapped back down into his place by his cousin. 
So no racism, no no speciesism. Yeah. No no uh, illegal hate crime. No no foul to cry at all. Yeah. You're being a dick, and the people in charge for real, who all these people who push the buttons and pull the triggers, they answer to us, not you. <laughs> they respect us, not you. Yeah. We will simply leave, and you will die. I think, if you don't shut up or go to your room. I think at one point he tries he tries to relieve Crayfe of duty and the other people on the ship are just like No, nobody no. moves. I'm nobody going back blinks. to I'm doing my job. And he's like, I'm gonna lean in and whisper now. Yeah. So that I don't embarrass you. Because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> but either shh or fuck up. Yeah. It's great. Back to your room. Like a baby. Oh, it's so satisfying. And then here come the Vong. Case seven. Whatever that means. It's just meant to imply we've had a lot of preparation. Yes, this is. Okay, and option seven. Are, between the two teams, we've had a lot of preparation and planning. Mm-hmm. The Empire, the New Republic, we're ready. Case seven. Here we go. And we cut to Jaina and Annie in their X-Wings when the biggest Vong ship we've ever seen yet, ever arrives in the system i think it might be the one kind of on the cover oh really i wish i would have wrote down the description (laughs) the description of it now because i didn't even think of that this is the most gigantic vong ship and it's got the red coral stuff on it that's what we saw but we saw it look at look at okay no i'm gonna still say no no, Tim. <gasps> this is an Athorian world ship on the cover. That is the world ship. One of many, not world ships, plant city ships, whatever they call them. Because this is a very mechanical looking ship. Look at how it's got spires poking off the cement. Okay, well, that could be very usual. Wrong. But yeah, the X-Wings flying away from it. The cover of the book, it looks like an overtaken world ship. With that Yuzhan Von Coral that we saw happening, or it's not the Yuzhan Von Coral, is it? We decided. What did we decide? It was a, it was just an artistic representation of the destruction, like the yeah. explosion. Yeah. <gasps> the ruin. <laughs> no, that... but for real. Yeah, you drew my attention to that. I was like, oh man, that's a cool Vong ship. But remember, the last cover was clearly like a Mon Cal cruiser. Yeah. Covered in the same reddish blooms. Mm-hmm. Looking like a trouble. Well, listen. Whoa. That feels like maybe we jumped into accidental spoiler territory there. We're talking about Jaina and Annie and their X-Wings. Those two out of the three X-Wings flying away from the cover. <laughs> the biggest, baddest Vong ship ever arrives with three more ships that are the size of the previous biggest ship ever that we thought at Tantooine. And then there's like eight more like regular star destroyer sized <laughs> ships, and then like billion coral skippers, and yeah, what chance can we possibly have? I think they call it a fog of skips coming yep. out of them. Disgusting. Yeah, absolutely outnumbered, outpowered, outgunned, outclassed, out maneuvered, out strategized, outed, out outed, out 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 of everything. Chapter title. It has begun. Four words. Wow. A lot of words. Wow. 
I don't know who needs that many words to describe a chapter. Three words. I have four one. I have a four. four no. <laughs> chapter 30, Tim, is more accurately titled, Try Me. <laughs> I think, I I don't know who says that to who. I don't remember. Uh, I think it might says be Crayfay. To... I think it might have also been Jaina maybe when she was flying. But I don't think she actually spoke while she was flying. But yeah, chapter 30. Okay. It has begun, slash, try me. <laughs> Both work. I'm going to warn you right now, my next one's a joke. Chapter 31. <laughs> Pallion opens fire on the big ship. Mm-hmm. Quote, no good, sir. <laughs> That's <laughs> the person in charge of telling him how things are going. Tells him, just firing at this is, is worthless. It's not It's not doing anything. Yeah, they're trying to use the same tactics that the fighters use, yep. and it's just of, it's not working. A lot of weaker shots spread out over a greater area, but the ship is so big, they're just like, yeah, and then gobble gobble, and once they're, they're tired, shoot a couple big ones, but it still it ain't sucks working. it up. P.S. We get a description of the New Republic fleet here with the Imperial Remnant. Mm-hmm. Most of the ships are Imperial Remnant ships, but also there's a handful of New Republic ones. Yep. But every ship, except for one, is a Star Destroyer on both sides, combined. Every ship except for one is a Star Destroyer, even the new ships in the New Republic. The Ral Roost? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the one Mon Calamari cruiser... Or if the Ral Roost is a Star Destroyer. I don't remember, actually, now that I'm saying words. They should get one of the Super Star but Destroyers. But, like, eight out of nine are Imperial technology. Yep. The war is over. We win. We're sharing things that we've stolen. <laughs> Whatever you're keeping secret for yourselves. But, obviously, you guys have the superior design. Yeah. And that's why. That's what we see up there. The main fleet is Star Destroyers. And then we cut to Jaina does a barrel roll. Say it, Tim. Yeah, she to goes starboard. starboard. Oh, yeah. my God. Applause. <laughs> that's, my, that's my note. Jaina rolls starboard. She did it. She did it. She really did it. You know what? We can afford to write that in twice a book. <laughs> the rest of the time we gotta be chopping letters man and it's poor 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 but she does a barrel roll to starboard she and Annie are blasting skips and they're trying to vent a troop transport yep to kill all the warriors in space before they can get to the ground tactical sense but also super dark yes bad news Tim mm-hmm as anticipated by our brilliant minds throughout this entire run of the book, Annie Capstan takes a hit. And I'm like, oh no. It's finally happening. That secondary character sacrifice that you need to grow your primary characters. Ah! Cut to Jason on Ithor's actual surface in the jungle. Blessed by the priests by renouncing mm-hmm. his rush to figure himself out. Is doubled over in pain at Jaina's heartache yeah, that he can feel. Jaina's pain has made him f- feel physical pain. He's doubled over yeah. in the middle of a mission. Yep. Uh-oh. 
Seems serious, bro. Seems like... It seems like I should be worried about Andy Capston. Yeah. But Jason is with Ganner and Corin again. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to worry about him. Because they've got a nasty surprise for the Yuzhan Vong, they say. Corin says. We're going to surprise him. Want to know how? By pretending to be overextended and then trapping them in an ultimate defeat. At least for now. We got a lot more books to go. Yeah. Cut to Dane Leanne in the Cognition Hood, you. <laughs> Most of the troop carriers have landed across the planet, across the cities, floating cities. His ships are winning. And it's all great, but... Uh, all of this actually was Shadow Shai's plan. So it's all going to be his glory. And like, I hope something goes wrong and I get to kill him. He's actually tracking Shadow Shai too, because he can. This is his shuttle. Yeah. 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 He can. He marked it as red in his brain. Yeah, because you know he's a fellow teammate. Yeah. Marked in red. He he could <laughs> he could just be keeping track of his leader. Wants to make sure he all red, where he is at all times. Red means royally super number one important. I guess. Yeah. Well, red royal blood. It's, it's great. That's exactly how you. Blood, do that. spill it, kill him, <laughs> away from me. Because he's way too dangerous. Blow him up in space. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to Gavin Darklighter. Speaking of blowing things up in space. Gavin and his total of eight remaining rogues. Yeah, so they how usually many? fly in twelves. Yeah. So he's lost They've four. They've suffered four casualties. And he feels bad that he doesn't know all their names. He knows Annie's. And you know what? Bye, Annie. Mm-hmm. Confirmed kill. Yep. Confirmed dead. It's a bit vague through the through these two transitions, right? Jaina feels her take a hit and then feels nothing. <gasps> Maybe she's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Jason feels this horrible anguish from Jaina. Oh, my God. It must be worse than we thought. Cut to Gavin Darklighter being like, she dead. Yep, she's dead. Whoops. So are those others that I didn't know. Uh, she's dead and a bunch more also. So he goes cold-blooded killer mode. Mm-hmm. Starts lighting up a crate full of Yuzhan Vong warriors. And then he blows a bunch more of them out of the air. And now they're not his problem. Yeah, now he can't do anything about it. Time to move on. They've gone too far past me. They're going to the planet now. Not my problem. Yeah, well, I guess because you got... Too many problems to deal with. There's a, there's a lot more problems. As it is. They've gone too close to the surface. That's not my problem. Yikes. <laughs> it is, though. Because you got friends down there. Yep. You're friends with Corrin Horn, for example. Former Rogue Squadron. Confederate? No. Companion? Compatriot? What's like the... Right, you know what, man? Co-fighter? Teammate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to simplify it. But it's not our problem, though. Yeah. You got a lot of problems, though. Chapter title? Uh, Cold and Clear. This is my... my, I couldn't find anything good. Glit Biters Suck Spice. (laughs) I I almost went with with that, too. Chapter 32. The Vong quickly destroy their way through the dome of the largest floating city, Tafanda Bay. Mm Mm-hmm. And they land inside. Troubling. 
They yeah. just immediately blow their way into like one of the biggest cities and they're done with it. Here we come. Time to kill your ass. As inside the city, our boy, Anakin Solo, watching on cams. They kept saying cams. They said cams like three times in this early yep. paragraph. So I was like, what's cams? Oh. Yep. Video. <laughs> He's yeah. watching them on surveillance. And I was like, cams, cams, where are cams? He's watching them. He's getting that lead, uh, letter count down again. Watching everything on cams. Short it. Keep it short, Douglas. Watching everything on cams with his teammate, Tayshara Kaur. Yeah. Did she not just kidnap him earlier in this book and hold him hostage and threaten his life? Yep. Yeah, Luke Skywalker says, let's team him up. Because that's the smartest thing to do. These people who just recently escaped each other's grasp of violently fighting teammates now. And they stride boldly, they say, yeah. into battle. Because to do otherwise would be to give the enemy and immediately... A defeat against us. Yeah, they, they, they're they winning already if we show that we're afraid of them. Yeah, so we better not do that. We're going to stride boldly into battle. We are Team 12 mm -hmm. of who knows how many. But it's time for big time encounters. Yeah. The Vong get lured into the hallway of Anakin and Desharacor with a mouse droid. Hilariously awesome. Because, of course, the... Yuzhan Vong hate all droids, in case you didn't forget or remember that. <laughs> Here comes a mouse droid down the hallway. Ah, uh, right into Anakin's hallway in the super overgrowth jungle atrium type of city space, right? It's all sort of modeled after the nature of the planet. Yeah, it's a big, like, um, arboretum kind of deal. Botanical garden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was the word? I wrote a word. Uh, atrium. There's a word. That is a word. It's a thing like that. <laughs> a lot of plants. There's a lot of plants in this hallway. Anakin gets right to killing slaves. Yep. Ah, yes. Heroes. Throws one in the air. Off the balcony. Definitely dead below. He uh, puts his lightsaber hilt against the head of one. Turns it on and cuts his skull off. <laughs> yep. As he uh, vaguely describes it, get, things get serious pretty quickly. <laughs> yes, they do. P.S. Tim, mm. forget this from time to time. Damn, that's a lot of markers, Douglas. Anakin <laughs> has a purple lightsaber. Yes, he does. Cool. Mm -hmm. I wonder why though. Just saying. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know his backstory. I don't know his, his lightsaber building story. Why did he pick a purple one? I wonder. That's an interesting choice. That's probably a cool thing. I wonder why. <laughs> Deshara Kor, on the other hand, has a scarlet lightsaber. I wonder why. Because <laughs> she's such an indomitable, good-hearted person. Yikes. <laughs> she gets Amphistaff bit, poisoned, mm -hmm. and Anakin feels fury racing through him. That's fine, right? But, yeah. No. Tim, liar, this can't be good. He thinks to himself, with the fury raging through him at this Yuzhan Vong having hurt his friend, I can avenge Chewie. Avenge Deshara Kor, not dead. Avenge the people of Cernpadal. Right here, right now, starting with this one Yuzhan Vong warrior. I can show him what a true Jedi can do. 
by cutting him to pieces and murdering him and avenging all the people that I feel guilty for their deaths. Even Deshara Kaur, who's not dead. I can do it. I can avenge them all. Yeah. Show them what a true Jedi can do. Bro, that's... This is... This is poor, sad, 15-year-old guilty boy. Yes. And he's walking a danger line. Mm-hmm. But he pretty quickly, like, snaps yeah. out of that race. He does ah. Remember, a true Jedi defends people. Yeah, and so he gets to defend him, and he kills that huge unfallen warrior. <laughs> <laughs> the warrior falls, and Anakin runs away with Daishora Kor's body. Mm-hmm. Said too many R's in that name. Yes, he did. Off to safer territory. He calls in. Where should I go? He communicates with the team. Man down, he says. No, what does he say? He says a thing. Someone's injured. Yeah. Yeah. Where should I go? Uh, come to the camp with the with the med tent. Yep. Go okay, to, I'm on my way. Go to the evac site. Yeah. The kid wants to be a hero so bad. Yeah. He wants to save everyone so badly. And he probably always has, but especially since... The failure at certain Padal and his own personal guilt over Chewbacca's death, yeah. like personal responsibility guilt, and and the failure to save everybody because they saved a lot. Yeah, he just yeah. it was he failed to save absolutely everyone. Chewie's a big. But one. I, I was gonna say, I, Chewbacca is the conduit to that. Yeah, if they save Chewbacca, he's not feeling guilty as much about the rest of certain Padal. Yeah, but his. Best friend, uncle, dog, pet died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like Luke Skywalker thought about him for a second. Yeah. Pretty important. Yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> thought about him for a second. Anyways, you know, super guilty about that. Because like, I guess that was his fault. So I can avenge everybody and I can do it now. But he doesn't. He kills the guy and he runs away with the body. And he's being the real hero, actually. Yes. Right? He fought off the one guy, and now he's bringing an injured person to safety. Mm-hmm. That's way more heroic than like throwing your life away, battling endless versions of the Horde. Yeah. Yeah. And once again, Tim. Yeah. We three-star cut to Admiral Crayface ship. Both times we've gone here recently, we're three-star cutting to Crayface on the Rowl Roost. Maybe it's a military. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the what the significance of that distinction is, but it keeps happening. Crayface ship literally falling apart on the inside. They take a hit from a molten rock that gets through the shields because the shields are low, and then a beam falls down from the ceiling and damn near kills Admiral Crayface. But it does kill the person on the comms unit, and who steps in? Cousin Borsk. Yep. I'll do anything you need me to do. Tell me what to do. We're in a war. I'd rather die fighting than hiding in my room. Cool. Borf's on the comms. Crayface says to the rest of his team, we're trying this thing with like sh- uh, small power shots, but the volumes seem ready for it. So just turn up the firepower. Turn uh, More intensity. Yeah, turn it up an extra 50% and make this, the smaller power shots Less powerful than they normally would be, but still not. But more powerful than they are now. Yeah, maybe it'll tire them out or. Yeah, well, like they, they won't. They're not prepared for this level of uh, uh, energy absorption. They think yeah. they're operating at a certain level. Let's turn it up and we'll trick them. Yeah. Just simply 
divert 50% more power to the weapons when we just lost our shields and our bridge is falling apart. Where is this energy coming from? And where are you, what are you pulling it away from to enhance the weapons? Like what? Yeah. I guess the idea being like, you're not, it's already in reserve because you're firing at a lower power. Maybe it's just a but knob like you, 10 shooting. to one and just, it's right now it's turned to one and it's just turned like, up, turn to, up five. to five. <laughs> yeah. You got it. Exactly. But like, dude, an asteroid just got into your ship. Yep. Your shields are so weak. Now nah, turn up the shooting power. All right. That's all right. Oh, it's just that easy. We cut to Shadow Shy on the planet Ithor's jungle surface, Tim. Mm -hmm. He can't shake that unfortunate feeling of being unwanted by the trees. Yep. Ah, uh, makes him wonder, am I doing this invasion right? I won't question the invasion like I almost did last time. Blasphemy. Foolish. But I would only do that because uh, I'm cool. I won't do it again, though, because <laughs> it's probably not the right thing to do. I'm not going to question whether or not we should be doing this invasion. But am I personally doing this invasion right? Is that why the trees hate me? Yeah, he truly, this is the first time he's truly felt like an invader rather than... Isn't a, that interesting? Like a cleansing. Which is really telling us more about the Yuzhan Vong and their... Mm, their rhetoric, their, like, their societal whatever they've been teaching each other, uh, their entitlement to this galaxy. Yeah. All the way he, they came here from somewhere else. That's something we're not talked about enough in the text. Mm -hmm. Did anyone ever know there was other galaxies for sure before with life in it? Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Xcal four was set up to look for some. Yeah. But here they come and they're killing us all. And we're not going to talk about other from another galaxy very much yeah because we talk about the star wars universe yep it's not no it's the star wars galaxy it's the star wars galaxy the singular galaxy which is a many collection of solar systems as ours is in the milky way but as we know but our own galaxy the milky way we are one of a hundred bajillion trillion bajillion billion mm -hmm. in the entirety of the universe Maybe the Star Wars universe is largely unpopulated. <laughs> There's only one other galaxy that has people in it, and it's these scarred up, chopped up assholes. Yeah, because they killed everybody else. <laughs> in every other galaxy, and they're like, find a new home, trees. Now, trees! Like <laughs> but he's he's seriously bothered about it. He yep. doesn't like being unwanted. Mm -hmm. It bothers them. They're so righteous. They're so believing in their own uh, propaganda. Yep. He doesn't like thinking something's wrong. <laughs> but he's led to a droid-defended Creek complex. And surprise, surprise, Tim. He's mad. Why is he mad? Yeah, he's he's all fine until the robots and infidels, oh. and I gotta kill this, this scourge. It's the combination of the whole thing. In the middle of this life and jungle and trees that don't want me, now I walk into something I don't like to see. Mm -hmm. Concrete and robots. Yeah. In the middle of the jungle? Yeah. He's, yeah. Blasphemy, bro. It couldn't be worse. You couldn't have a worse thing out here right now. Robots defending concrete 
in the mother jungle. <laughs> Shadow Shy doesn't like it. No. He's surprised, but guess what? I'm not surprised that he's mad about it. No. Now, I must beg the question. Is this not an obvious trap? Much like the mouse droid down the hallway. Is this not an obvious bait? Yes. Is this not maybe the nasty surprise that Corrin Horn has in mind? It definitely seems like it's a trap tailor-made. And they buy it. Mm -hmm. They walk forcefully towards the abomination of concrete and metal robots. Yeah, we'll destroy their... And we'll whatever it is. absolutely have an orgy of destruction about it. And, and then, then we'll those... walk over all over them afterwards. Yeah, and then we'll poop on it. <laughs> and then we'll be like, then we'll be like, how come sometimes there was only one set of footprints in the trees? It's when the trees were carrying you. It's Jesus metal. Or Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings when the ants are carrying the hobbits. Bro. I don't think hobbit footprints and ant footprints are quite comparable. They're still footprints. Like a human and Jesus footprints. <laughs> They're still footprints. Uh, I'm going to agree to disagree <laughs> as the Yuzhan Vong rush into an obvious trap. What's your chapter title? It's time. It's time. <laughs> it's Vader time. Remember that guy? Yeah. Remember when wrestling was just like, some of the guys were like the fattest human you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yep. And they're just like, I'm strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, wrestling sure has changed over the years. Not so many Rikishis. Not so many. Not so many Vaders and Yokozunas. Yep. <laughs> it's time uh my i here's my forward chapter title that i promised you an hour ago all right it's only been 50 minutes total not hated not wanted but then i was like i don't like it they're quite hated <laughs> Deshar Core was like, let me find all the <laughs> super weapon yep. planet destroying things i could possibly get information on not hated not wanted. But these chapters lead us into this massive conflict with some planning, some planning, some shoosting and stabbing, and traps get baited, and wingmates get vapid. <laughs> I didn't write baited, I wrote traps get bait. Wingmates get vaped. It's smarter rhyme. <laughs> but I said baited. So you know what I did? And then you said vaped. I winged it. I winged it. Baited, vaped. Which side, Tim, will come, you, <laughs> to ruin? <laughs> Which side will be ruined? <laughs> Find out next week uh, as we finish New Jedi Order Book 3 Dark Tide 2 Ruined by Michael A. Stackwolf through chapters 33 through 37. There's no epilogue this time.
I'm Justin. I'm Tim. I didn't write anything here. No. Vaping. Come! <laughs> Jeez. Too rude. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.